Welcome back. This is your host Rob Morris. You listen to Rims and S podcast. Um, all right. So for the next segment, we'll get into the like I said, I mentioned early in the show the um, the portion of the top one hundred prospects for New England for class of twenty twenty. Uh, like I said, I have four guys that really stick out to me as like key guys for um, for this upcoming year that could have really monster seasons for their squads or their high schools that they, they're attending. So, I mean, we'll probably get into that. I, I don't know. I mean, I did um, also um, get like a top 10 list for the New England colleges as well. I don't know if we're going to have time to really get into that today, but if we don't, then I'll push that out to next week. Because like I said, um, yeah, I made a top 10 for that. Probably can get into portions of that every week. Probably 10 through 8, I'll probably get into either. If I can't get into it this week, then probably next week, I'll definitely lead up to that on the the first segment of the next show. Because that's interesting as well, just to see all the top, you know, D1 uh, colleges in, in you know obviously in the New England area get to see where they how they rank out for this upcoming season. I definitely worked hard with the research with that just to make sure it's it's pretty crisp to see what are the top teams and what are the what are the the lower tier teams. So I mean I, I compiled a, a really nice list and we'll get into that possibly next week. But for right now um I got four prospects that really stuck out to me. I did a lot of research. I did a lot. I watched a lot of footage of these players. Um, and like I said, I mean, even though they're not really high up in the top 100, I still think to even get to this this level, you're looking at um, you're going to be getting some you know decent offers from colleges. So it may not be your Duke, North Carolina, your any. No, I mean. They might get maybe lower level D1 offers. Um, there's already one guy that's already committed to a school already that's in a New England that's a New England school that's in my you know that is in the top 80. I'm excuse me, not the top 80, but the, um, in the um, the latter part of this top 100 list. So we'll get into that. So let's start with the with the with the prospect that probably ranked out a little bit on the low side of the of the top 100 but still cracked it which just shows you that he's an impressive player either way he's definitely going to get a lot of attention from you know a lot of colleges for the upcoming season so one guy that really stuck out to me was on I ranked him at number 90 on the list it's guard Ryan Cravelva that's how it's spelled. I don't, know if, I don't know if I pronounced it right. Um, he's he plays for Extra High School in New Hampshire. He's um he's like I said he's six three, close to one seventy. He's got good size for a guard. I mean that's very good size for a guard coming into his senior season. So you know he could could grow an inch or whatever. He's still growing at that age, so he's definitely he's got some potential. To really have a big big season this year for I mean obviously Exeter was had a lot of success last season I covered them in their their tournament last season their state tournament they 
they won the state tournament in, in New Hampshire. So they're a very, very talented team. I just mentioned a few players in previous episodes. I think I mentioned Josh Morissette that plays in the same school. He's uh, he's transferring out of there to go to a, a prep school. So that tells you how talented that school is, and they have a lot of talent. This kid sticks out as one of their top players. Um, also, I believe it was another guy that really played well as well last year that he graduated, Kevin Henry. So, I mean, it was combined between those three guys. It was Kevin Henry, Ryan Gravelva, and and Josh Morissette that really were the key players to what you know to to that uh, state tournament championship team. So, so he'll be returning for a senior season. Uh, like I said, he's got a lot of skills. He can he can really handle the ball well. Um, he's a um, he's a good shooter. Can um, shoot from the outside, and like I said, he's he's got a he's got a very good uh, mid range game. He can kind of pull up from anywhere from mid range and take a lot of runners and 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 he's like I said he's he can get to the rim as well so I mean he uses his size well to get to the rim has a pretty good first step can get by people the only question I have with him is just really his uh his athleticism I don't think he's the greatest of athletes but he's he's an adequate athlete and particularly at that level and I mean he's not he's not playing against elite competition but I think um the the footage that I've seen he's got a lot of skills and he can really do a lot of damage out there with his skill set really that's what makes him so good is his skill set and he does have adequate quickness to really get by most people at his level we'll have to see I mean, what their schedule's going to be. Uh, are they playing any uh, tournaments? I mean, I, they sh- they should. I mean, their team might be good enough to play in maybe one of those, uh, you know, those those local tournaments. I don't know if it's the Hoop Hall Classic or the, the, the tournament in Springfield. Or, like, they got to – hopefully they might be good enough to be able to be in those one of those tournaments or maybe they might play maybe a – uh, a bigger school outside outside of New Hampshire to really kind of get some exposure, so that way we can probably see what type of talent he he has. But it's kind of tough to really really gauge it because he really plays at a even though it's a D one in New Hampshire, he plays New Hampshire is not the strongest state when it comes down to basketball talent. So ideally, he's probably going to be one of the better players in the state for sure. You know, outside of the prep schools, you know he's. He's out of out of all the public school ranks, he's probably up there as one of the best players in the public school ranks. So, and I think they have a chance to go to go to the states again. If he if he goes to the states again, that'll be a back to back, you know, back to back championship, you know, run. So that's going to really benefit him as well if he can get his team back to the states. Even though they lost Josh Morissette, they still have a pretty decent team around him. So. They definitely could make it to the states, you know, for sure. And I think he, he has the capability to really lead them out there. He has very good leadership qualities as well. Like I said, they, they lean on him a lot last year as as a junior. So he's definitely going to be a somewhat of a veteran for them going into his senior year. So let's, we'll hope we'll see what he can do. He's got a lot of talent. My next guy. Um, like I said, he also has had a ducated 
decorative high school career. And he's like I said, he's still got one more year left of eligibility. He's already played on his varsity team for three years already. So that shows you how talented he is. Um, I have him rated as 86. His name is Logan, Logan Bagsh, Bagshaw out of Greenlee High School in Maine. So pe- some people maybe in Maine probably say that's kind of low for him. We think he's more better than that. Like, But as far as I know, I think this is a good ranking for him because I feel like um, – Prep schools weren't. I mean, he does play for a pretty good AAU team, as far as I know. So, I mean, he prep schools haven't really been reaching out to him. So, I looked at a lot, a lot of the a lot of my rankings are based on if you um what level you're playing at. Because, like I said, he plays in Maine, not the strongest competition. So that's why you're pretty. You're not going to get that high of a ranking if you're playing in Maine particularly in the public rings in Maine. So it's kind of hard to gauge how good you are. So this is why it was a, a it was a good ranking for him. Very talented. I think he aver- last year he averaged 19 points a game. Um, very versatile guy. Can rebound pretty well. He had like three rebounds, had like three assists. He can pass the ball well. He handles the ball really, really well. Um, very good. Um shooter off the dribble and and off the dribble can like i said he's a very versatile player he's six believe he's six three about 170 75 pounds something he's definitely around the 170 75 pound range slim guy but still has room to grow into his body he still can probably grow more he's still got He's still at the age where he could still grow, so he's got a lot of potential to have a to be, have a monster season this year. I mean, he's played three years at at a varsity level on his on his high school team. So because the only reason why his ranking is not as high as people probably would want him in Maine, I just think just because he hasn't had a much exposure to playing against high level competition, that's probably why his ranking is where it is. But he's definitely dominant dominant for what what he's you know the competition that he's played at so that's a pretty solid ranking either way you're in the top 100 man and in in a, in a new england region that's pretty good man that shows you that you're a very talented player overall so look out for good things for him i think um there are some smaller schools looking at him but as far as i know not really any major schools yet but if he has a huge season and dominates, and who knows if they can schedule maybe a out of school team that that is very uh, you know that is a high caliber team that can give him some exposure if he plays well in that game, or if he plays in maybe one of those tournaments, um, like I just mentioned the Hoop Hall Classic in Springfield. So it it all it all depends. Like I said, it, it's the key is just how well can you play against high-level competition. If you play well against high-level competition, then your ranking goes up. Simple as that. If you play in a lower-level competition, your ranking is not going to be that high. So that's where Logan Bagshaw is at 86. 85, which I know some people might disagree with, but mainly I rated him this low because of his size. He's not the 
biggest guy out there, but he's extremely talented. And there's a lot of guys out there in Massachusetts that are small guys or maybe guys that are underweight for, like, the level that they would be playing in, you know, if they were to get it, you know, if they were to try to sniff D1 offers, they would be overlooked because of their size. But this is another guy that, again, height-wise is going to get overlooked. But I really think he's an unbelievable player. He had an unbelievable season. Um, so this guy is Janelle Guzman. Um, I have him, like I said, 85. He's going, He's uh, he's he attends Lynn, Lynn English. So... Like I said, they had a strong year last year. They they uh, they made it all the way to the top four teams in the state. I think they lost in the semifinal, or I believe this, either the championship or the semifinal they lost to. So, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they might have won all of it. I, it's, it's kind of a it's, – it's been, it's been a while since I've really covered it, but I remember I was covering it, and he – He's probably the key pieces on that team, along with Alonzo Linton. So Janelle Guzman is definitely expected to have a huge season this year, coming into his senior year. Um, some some sites list him as 5'8", 5'7". I think he's 5'9", close to 5'10". So, like I said, it's very small. It's a very small guy, but... He's an unbelievable playmaker out there, can really live in the lane, has very good quickness. And he's, for his size, I mean, don't underestimate his size. He's very strong for his size. Can I mean, I've seen one uh, one highlight where he kind of like bodoed somebody getting to the rim, and then he was able to dish it off to one of his teammates. I mean, just an incredible athlete. Just the size part is where, you know, you know D1 School is gonna, you know, gonna kind of question his ability, but I think overall he does it all out there. Unbelievable shooter, can pull up from anywhere on the floor. Um, um, Lynn Lynn played a, a really high up tempo type of style to their game. Uh, Antonio Anderson is their head coach. He played for Memphis. Uh, played for Memphis. Played with Derrick Rose and company in that team, and, and they played a really. They played a really um, high up-tempo type of um, game because John Calipari really uh, he really preached that to that team. So they played a lot of games in the '80s and '90s, and I think his he coaches that same way with this uh, with this Ling English team. So I thought Janelle Guzman really benefited from that style of play, and his number soared because of it. And I mean, don't don't. Like I said, don't overlook his size because he's a very good defender as well. I've seen him, you know, really making great steals and really attacking the passing lanes out there. Like he's a physical guy, even though he's small, and he's just like he has a really he has a plays with a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, obviously people overlook him, but that doesn't affect him what what type of playmaker he is. I think um, this. I'm not, I know this is kind of strong as Ridge draws Joe's comparisons, but he has some comparisons to Isaiah Thomas in that sense because he's just like he's very he's a very physical physical guy for his size. Like he's really built. He's got you know he's got a really uh, compact body, so that's gonna really benefit him 
you know, even though he's small. So I feel like Isaiah Thomas, you know, did a, was so effective because he has such a compact built body. And I think Janelle Guzman has that same type of body. And I think he's going to have a huge season, man. And plus he's played, he played, played pretty high level competition. You know, he played like, uh, played, you know, St. John's prep, I believe it was in one of his highlights. I mean, that's a, a good school. And I think next year they're going to be playing high level teams next year. So, you know, played every high, like, I mean, every high is not the big time basketball school, but he played against, you know, city kids, like, you know, those are high level competition when you're playing against city kids and, you know, you know, private schools in that area. And he played against a lot of those type of schools. They also played a lot of games during the year as well. And they played again, played in some, uh, played in some, uh, local tournaments as well. So, I mean, they get a lot of exposure Plus, they, you know, they played the states, and they, they were able to compete at a high level in the states, so state tournaments. So this kid's played a lot of high-level basketball, so you can't sleep on him. I think he might find his way on a D1 roster next year. I just, one way or the other, I feel like he'll find his way on a D1 roster. I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Like, he's, he's, he's a playmaker, and if he has a, if he has a huge year and, and he leads them to a to possibly a state tournament bid and they go far, I think that's going to really make him that much more of a piece that um, D1 prospects will be looking at for sure. So even though he's at 85, that's still low, but I still think obviously with the question marks, his size is definitely one of his weaknesses. And, you know, he could get exposed even though he's 5'9", he still could get, get exposed playing at the next level. But he's, he has a lot more strengths that to really that overweigh the the weaknesses that he has. All right, so so we gone through three of those prospects, and the last prospect that I feel like really is really showing himself as a, as a as a quality player, probably one of the best players in Maine is um, Layton Bigford. I rated him at eighty on my list. He uh, he plays for Sanford High School in Maine. So this kid is um, super super talented. Um, played you know he was big. He was like the biggest player on his team. So he played a lot of center, but he's trying to transition himself to play more small forward at the next level. Like I said, he already got a um, commitment from um, University of Maine already. So coming into his senior year, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Now he can just focus on just having the best senior season of his, you know, best uh, best year he can possibly have for his senior season. So the kid's a stud. He's already 220 pounds as a senior in high school. That's pretty, pretty good. He played football as well. So he has that football background as well and that physical toughness of playing in that sport he can use that as as a you know as a guy that can rebound the ball well I think he had one game we had 20 rebounds I mean kid can absolutely ball out there and has the versatility to shoot threes and as well as post up inside because he played center so he definitely will have a nice inside outside game coming into Maine you know kind of can play like a I don't. I don't have really many many comparisons to him, but he's, he's like I said, he's gonna be able to be versatile. 
I played inside and out, and that will definitely help Maine out as well, you know, because really Maine has had a tough season. They need some talent, and I think he'll definitely help them a lot in that area. So once again, I have him listed at number 80 on the list. So that completes that. If you want the full complete list, um, or, or the full complete, well, I'm not gonna have the full complete list done yet. That list will probably be done by maybe early September, mid September. So, I had that list completed by then. But I mean, every week, every every week on the podcast, I'll give you at least a few players out of each of those. I, I mean, I call them tiers. This would this is, would be tier five of that list. Next week I'll get into tier four, which will have sixty through eighty. So this is tier five. So basically all those guys were able to make tier five. And like I said, to make it in the top one hundred in New England, which compiles down there like what is it? I'll name states states out right now because I can't count. But Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire. Vermont, Maine, Connecticut—that's six states. Almost the north, the almost the entire Northeast, besides New York, which you know, if you want to count Pennsylvania and stuff like that. But the whole, pretty much the whole Northeast, you're you're, you're the you're in the top 100. You know how many players that are playing high school ball, like, and how many schools are in each state, and like you're in the top 100 of that. That's a prestigious list. You shouldn't, anybody that's hearing that that feels like they don't agree with their ranking, like, you should be happy just to make that list. You're going to be considered as one of the top players to be recruited in that area. And as you can see, Bigford already got a commitment already from Maine, and he he hasn't even attempted, he hasn't even, like, played a single minute of his senior season yet. So when you're up there in this list, it's only going to really give you more exposure to colleges. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say my my list is is going to be comparable to an ESPN list or anything like that or or any big school, you know, big um sports site, but as far as I know this um this will definitely will will be published, you know, I'm going to publish this on all my um, sites that I'm that I'm on, I'm always gonna publish it on Facebook. I'll publish it on Twitter or whatever, so we'll it will get out there. So it's definitely a a, a good way to get these uh, players exposures that they probably would have never had before. But I mean, there's a few uh, there's a few other sites that do give these play these players some exposure. But obviously, this is another site to give them even more exposure to really um really was a trying to think of the word to say it that will get them the um recognition that they need to to possibly get the goals of you know playing at the next level. So this is definitely a, a launching point for a lot of these players and we'll get this you know, you'll look at the list and get to see, you know, what they who they are and and check out maybe one of their games, whether it's locally or on TV or on on the internet. I mean, I think it's live streams have been huge 
nowadays. You see a lot of live streams on YouTube now, and who knows you're going to be seeing uh, high school games on on YouTube. That's definitely a possibility for sure. So you see see them on the slick, you'll definitely want to tune in because like, oh, this is a good, really good player. He made a top 100 list on one of the sites I read. So that's pretty much why I made it, just to really just gain. Guys that probably don't get that much exposure, they're getting a lot of exposure. This is just another way. If they don't make it on those major recruiting sites, this is another way to get on a a site and get some exposure. But, uh, yeah, so those are are the players that I picked out that really stuck out to me, that really I think they're going to have a huge seasons and really going to – that really sticked out as as featured guys in in that tier five of of my list. All right, so we're about close to half an hour into this segment. I'm trying to decide if I want to even get into maybe the latter part of the top 10 of the New England um, D1 colleges for the upcoming season. I don't know. I think I want to save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. I'll lead up to it next week. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's a good list. I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spoil anything for next week. Get you to tune in to that to that upcoming episode. But we'll definitely, I'll definitely get it ready for you for next week, so you can kind of have an idea of how how strong some of the schools are in the area, and maybe possibly some of them might even be flirting with the top 25 rankings sometime this year. I think Harvard might have a very good squad next year. I think they'll be flirting with the top 25 this season. Possibly UConn, possibly Providence, possibly maybe BC. I don't know. That's just my hope. I always think BC should be in the top 25. I'm a BC fan, by the way. I know people mock us around, you know, around town. They're like, oh, you're a BC fan. And but it's just like it's not a really it's not a really college town in general, so that's why you know BC fans get mocked. But really, ideally, BC is the best best high level college in the, in the, in this in the state in Massachusetts. So why mock it? I mean, that's like your top level high. I mean, top level college in the state. So why would you mock it? You should support it. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a pro town, so I mean. It's, Pro sports is more, you know, more relevant than than college sports, and it's and it's not even like a question. Maybe BC football, when they are good, they do get some love, but not that much. Not that much that you would get maybe in like the southern schools and whatnot. I mean, I was thinking about it. I don't know if I should do it, but I don't know. I've been thinking about because I love college football, and obviously that's coming up. You know, that's right around the corner. Football in general is right around the corner. Thank goodness. I love football. I know a lot of us love football. But I might have a college football minute. And maybe one of the, you know, maybe in maybe one segment I might have like a short college football minute. Kind of preview maybe the uh, the weekend games that are big, that are big games and what my thoughts on that. So, I mean, if. I don't know. I mean, if anyone has any ideas or think it's a good idea, you can email me at rimsandnetscontent at yahoo.com. So I'll spell it out for you. R-I-M-S 
double N E T S content. Obviously, you know how to spell content C O N T E N T at yahoo.com. So that's the e- that's my email. So if you have any ideas about show ideas or like I said, that could be one idea. Calls Football Minute. If you guys agree with me, you can contact me. Say it's a good idea. Say it's not a good idea. Stick with basketball. You don't want to go in any other areas. Because I was like thinking about that. Like, all right, maybe I could do that, and maybe do have a separate podcast on that. But I just think, man, that's way too much work at this time. I just want to just focus on just growing this show, and possibly I can possibly put in a, a college football minute because I. I'm very, um, as well as I'm passionate about basketball, I'm very passionate about college football as well. Like, that's probably the second thing I like to watch out of all the, you know, major sports. College football is, like, one of my favorites after basketball. I mean, yeah, pretty much after basketball. So, I love I love the Patriots, too. I, I love football in general. But if, if I had, if you... You stuck a gun to my head. You said, all right, wh- what would you rather play? I mean, what would you rather watch? Would you rather watch college football? Or would you rather watch the NFL? If you're, like, depending on I would say college football. Because college football is just is so so much more exciting to me. Like, just the quality of the games. And just, like, your whole, like, experience is just, like, so much more better than an NFL experience. I just think the NFL, if you want more skilled players, you watch the NFL. But if you want, like, a full-fledged experience, you watch a college football game. Because, like, if you watch an SEC college football game against maybe Alabama and Georgia, it's, it's nothing like it. I just think it's nothing like it, man. It's just, like, not only you play an SEC, you're watching an SEC game, you, you're seeing, like, the top level players that are going to be projected to be NFL players playing against each other, and it's a rivalry game. Like, there's a lot of chips. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going into that game. There's, a, there's always, especially if it's a top 25 game, there's a lot of hype going into that game. So, so much extra external things about college football that makes it so much more exciting than an NFL game. That's why I've always. I mean, that's why I've always loved to, I've always followed college football uh, dearly because of that. It's just, it's so many extra things to it than just the game. I think the NFL, the only thing that's good about the NFL is fantasy football and just, just as high-level caliber players. And it's, I mean, like I said, every game is high stakes as well. I mean, they both have shorter seasons, like, you know, both, you know, both, uh, college and NFL has shorter seasons than you know. You probably say basketball. Like I mean, not every game in the bat and basketball season really means that much, like a like a football game. But well, pro you know pro and college game. But I mean, college games have less games. Like I said, there's rivalry games that you know, particularly in the state, those in-state rivalry games are just it's it's, it's it just it just means more. It just means more to the Particularly with you know, you know Alabama doesn't have a pro team, so their their team is their college team. That's the team that they root for in their state is Alabama because they don't have a pro team. So it means so much more. Those games mean so much more 
than maybe your average NFL team that, you know, not every team is really good in the NFL. So you're experiencing, like, not every game is much of experience like it is in college. Like, those those games mean much more. Even on the teams that are pretty bad, they play against a team that, like, is high, a high-level team or a top-10 team, and they beat them, like, like it's such a it's such a chaotic scene when they when they have those upsets. It's just it, that's the experience that you know you don't you were not gonna have in NFL. You're not gonna have that experience when you watch an NFL game, and just the rush of it and just the excitement of the anticipation of what's gonna happen next. That's what, I mean. That's why I'm just thinking about just doing a college football minute. That would be that would be something to just add something extra to the show that's outside of basketball, but. Sometimes it's tough to just talk about basketball throughout the show, but I mean, I'm not saying that I can't do it. I'm just saying like it's just something to add, add something new to the show and something that I'm passionate about just as much as I am about basketball. So it'll be, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I may not do it. I may not do it. I'm just thinking about it. So if you think it's a good idea, you can contact me on my email. Um, I just I just mentioned it. Rims and Nets content at yahoo.com alright so we're going to wrap this show up for this week it's a nice long show about close to an hour but yeah I had to like make sure I got you know covered everything covered all my bases so it was a nice show so once again you listen to the Rims and Nets podcast it's your host Rob Morris I'm out peace